Welcome to Build with Rob. It is Rob Deerdeck, your host, the CEO of the Deerdeck Machine, a venture creation studio that systematically fuses art, science, and magic to manufacture amazing. That's right, manufacture amazing. Yeah, man, every time I say it, it's just I, something magical comes out of me every time I say the word. Because I think of all of these different different ways that I have manufactured amazing. Um, and of course, uh, the best and most thrilling and fulfilling is is life. You know, manufacturing amazing life is is absolutely the best. And the second best is an, uh, manufacturing an amazing company. Right. And then, boy, you put them all together, man. That's that's true. True. Deerdick machine manufacturing. Amazing right there. Uh, and that's what this show is about. As you know, if you listen, uh, we're talking business visions, life visions and how uh, all these different insights that we learn and evolve can help us create uh, the ideal versions of ourselves in this world that we live in. Per usual, wherever you listen to this show, man. Like, subscribe, you know, support us. You know, if you want to rate this thing, I know there's places to rate it. Rate us. Hit us with the stars, whatever the max one is or whatever your conscious decides you want to rate us at. Hit us with a comment. Tell us how much you love the way that we approach business and life or tell us how much you don't like it. Whatever it may be, all comments are always welcome. Uh, you want to play a part in this thing that is the Deerdick Machine universe? Want to be on Build with Rob? Go to DeerdickMachine.com. Become a guest on the show. Make a video. Uh, you want to pitch us an idea? Pitch us an idea. Uh, you want to be one of our machinists and help support the creation of our companies and help give us insight? We'd love to have you be a part of that. Again, all of that at DeerdickMachine.com. And look, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about like like success you know a lot of times people interview you and it's you know it, it, people are always interested in like you know what does success mean to you what does success mean to you you know I'm happiness it's doing what you want it's freedom you know all these sort of things and and that are kind of standard to what it is and, and, and of course for me it's it's always quality of life right like true success is quality of life and and that's very personal to every person and and then you sort of ladder everything back from from that to decide what are all the things that you need to live a high quality life and and, and what it what it got me thinking about recently is the importance of seeking high quality success right? Like it's not about just finding success, but it's the quality of the success that you find, you know, and, and, it, and it always goes back to this idea of being super clear in integrating your life and business vision or career vision together and the importance of that integration, because that's going to really lead to having not just success, but the quality of success that you really want in in when you set out of like determining what you think success was uh, before actually designing it and and making it uh, your own, 
and then going out and living it. And not many people do that, you know, because because most of the time it's like, man, it's survival. Forget about success. I just want to survive. Like a lot of times, like you'll start a company because you've been given an opportunity. It's like you just want the thing to work or it's like this is your vision and your dream. And there's so much stuff that you got to figure out and you're trying to get it work. And like then you're starting to get it work. Then it's not working. Then should I hire? So, oh, it's like, well, all the say I lost this customer, lost this retailer. Like, why? Why did my ROAS dump? How come nobody's buying this product? anymore. I love this. You know, it's like the chaos of building a company and the chaos of life and sort of this like fear of not having success almost sort of is like the driver of sometimes people's success, you know, and, and, and I have a friend who, you know, like, you know, spent 20 years, um, running a super successful company, right? And you would think to yourself, like, from the outside looking in, like, oh, man, built an amazing company, super successful, right? And, and eventually sold that company. Look at that's the dream scenario. You know, like, you know, built his own venture, ran it for 20 years, and then boom, like, sold it. And look at that, man. He really did it. Now, the truth is, is... You know, the way that he built the business and ran it where he was super frugal, didn't want to hire, didn't want to pay people like it it was constantly taking up so much of his time and energy. And even when he was home, just constantly thinking about the business, continually stressing. It's like the business itself was like more of like a burden and maintaining its success. And at the level that it was, was was less of a thrill and exciting and more of like you know, you're like an entrepreneur who works for your own company. You're essentially the company is the boss and you're uh, the person that works for the boss, you know, and just never found the balance or created the quality of life that affected relationship with kids, with family members, it's health, just health, you know, and, and when you, when you think about that, Like that isn't the type of success you should ever want to create out of a company. And why when you design and build your company and ultimately your version of what success is that you you have to take into consideration all aspects of your life because just finding financial success is just not quality success. And you know, it's, it's why people always say, Oh, don't chase money, chase passion and the money will follow. Right. Because it's like, you're going to have a much higher level uh, of quality of success. If you in fact are doing something that you love and are passionate about. Right. And versus doing something just for money is sort of the, the root of how you choose to make it. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be like my friend to where like your business, you know, was almost like jail. Right. And then when he finally sold that company, right, you would think that like, oh, the exit here it is. But, you know, what what did he have to do? He had to heal. This man had to heal. Okay, it's not like, oh, I sold the company and I'm off into the promised land. This man had like 20 years of like damage and just, you know, creating systems that were bad communication and and just ultimately healing from the business and the burden that his company and his so-called success was 
for 20 plus years, man. And, and, and it's, it was hugely impactful on me on this idea that, you know, the fantasy side of building your own company and, and being an entrepreneur and realize, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, sacrifice now to live the way that they could never live, you know, all of these like sort of hustle mantras are, you know, built to motivate you but not not looking at the whole picture of what you have to consider when you design a company and the type of company you create and the type of life that you build around that company. And, and you know, I preach it down here, but more than anything in your life, it will always be not about just becoming successful. It will always be about the quality of that success. You want to be high quality successful, right? And that ensures that you get all those benefits of freedom and peace and balance and do what you want and and all of these things that that everybody is seeking, but you do it in the right way. Seek high quality success. All right, look, we got another great show today. Bunch of bunch of really, really amazing do or die or visionaries that that have great concepts and ultimately uh, are, are going to be a lot of fun to to get into both their visions for life and business, man. Let's jump into it. George, Evan, and Signe, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you guys? Doing amazing. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be on. Hey, look, you know, I, I, obviously I know... Uh, I've met you guys in the past. Of course, you had a, a I saw you a presentation for the first generation of, of your current concept, but I would love to hear the vision for what HIO is today and, and what you see it in, in the future. That experience was a hilarious one uh, many moons ago, but we've been playing with this concept for about three years now. Um, and in April 2019, basically the reason why we kind of uh, shifted our, our whole concept was um, Evan and I both had family members hospitalized with alcohol-related issues. So what we wanted to create was a better-than-alcohol alternative, something to drink in that social setting where, you know, before HIO existed was boring soda water and lime or sugary mocktails or non-alcoholic beer that, you know, took out the main reason why you drink beer, right? Is, is that feeling, that, that kind of uh, relaxing kind of moment. So what we wanted to do is create a better than alcohol alternative, something that made it easier for people to prioritize their health in the social space, uh, to unwind in a healthier way and ultima- ultimately uh, live a happier, healthier life. So that's uh, kind of all, uh, all what we're about at Hyatt. Yeah, and, and tell me about the product, right? Like, um, like why... Uh, what is in the product and sort of what is what is sort of the goal and the experience and when someone drinks the product? Yeah. So the whole reason behind like creating a better than alcohol alternative means the experience has to be better. And, you know, while there is like non-alcoholic wines or non-alcoholic beers, there's no there's no function behind it. And we thought, you know, to get people really excited and to celebrate like not drinking, which is usually stigmatized as a, like a, a punishment or a sacrifice or like a lesser than occasion. Um, we thought our drink needed to deliver on a feeling. And so while we were at UCLA, we kind of put our heads together, worked with the medicinal herbalists to try to figure out, okay, what are some categories of ingredients like adaptogens and nootropics that we could combine to create that kind of ideal social mood? So one that is 
stress relieving, one that makes you kind of more present in the social setting Mm -hmm. and also has a a touch of energy, but energy that's, you know, good energy, not like, you know, energy drink energy. So yeah, we we landed on a blend of ashwagandha, L-theanine, cordyceps, lion's mane, and then there's ginger and turmeric in there as well that all blend together to create this kind of delightful sensation that we've branded the float. Um, And so that's what's in there. That's what makes you feel good. And look, you know, when you say it, you know, I had to go deep into the website to find the float. You know what I mean? And and because even on the packaging, right, like there's and, and I don't know if it was done with the intent, but, you know, all these great adaptogens and nootropics and, and sort of how what they deliver on still giving you as this alcohol alternative sort of this this float, if you will, that is a ton of value in what the actual product is delivering on. Uh, but it was nowhere in. It's just like non-alcoholic uh, rather than kind of focusing on those ingredients. Any reason why you guys didn't want to like lead with sort of the benefits of those adaptogens and nootropics? Well, uh, the FDA has some things to say about that. <laughs> is that uh, what it is? Oh, it's funny. Structure function claims on the packaging. So the language we have on there is this kind of romance language of more about the mission as opposed to like ashwagandha does this. Lion's Mane mm-hmm. does this, but also along that I, fact is we've made some label changes yeah. since the the can you saw there. And, you know, we're young, we're, we're scrappy, so we're always going to be changing and optimizing. Yeah. But where it used to say some of the call outs like vegan, non-GMO, we put that on the back and on the front now it says adaptogens, nootropics, botanicals. But yeah. it really is this balance always of like what claims can we make? And how they're substantiated as opposed to just saying like, here, as a matter of fact, we are and allowing kind of our other marketing to, to, to show people what HIO can do for them. And yeah. I, I think a lot of it too, in choosing and choosing and looking at, I guess, while I was designing the packaging too, adaptogens, nootropics are fairly kind of out there terms. Like it, some people have no idea what they are. And one of the main things that we were kind of going for with the brand is, although, you know, we're heavily inspired by California and we're Los Angeles, urban and cool. At the same time, we still want to appeal to people that are in the middle of the country, like Kansas City Costco's is what we say. And so having those kind of like buzzwords on uh, on the packaging can sometimes, I think, drive not drive people away in a way, but kind of leave a bigger question mark. So maybe wanted, even intimidate. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to dig in and, and really give it the space on our website at least to explain what each ingredient is without crowding up the packaging with all of these kind of, you know, terms that are still relatively new in the space. Yeah, look, you know, I dance with the devil in the nootropics and adaptogen space with a mind ride and it's fascinating to kind of hear the philosophy of like, and that idea of like, oh, what is the right thing to do, right? Because, you know, you can test it, you can get feedback, but you you really don't fully, fully know unless you, unless you test it at like real scale. Like when we tested nootropic superfood, people just didn't like it. You know what I mean? Like it was almost like it, it was a little, it, it just felt like, uh, too clinical almost right and yeah. but but i also think as the time has gone by it's over the last you know call it year or so like nootropics and adaptogens had have kind of 
matured a little bit, maybe not all the way to Kansas City Costco, but, uh, you know, enough to uh, get to a place where I think your instincts are like, hey, we're going to throw it on there now. Like I because I do think the market, there's now more value um, in what it is and feels like there's without saying specifically what it does, it still feels like it's delivering on a feeling and and that's what i love so much about describing like what the product does as the float man it it's like the float is like the most powerful thing you have and it was to me it it should almost lead all of your storytelling because you you put it as such an afterthought like mm-hmm. like that i had to discover when i was like oh this is genius like like why would i buy it cuz i want to experience the float you know what i mean and and that to me is is just something that i i thought was was really compelling that didn't didn't hit it first cuz i do think i do want to tell you that it's absolutely beautiful you know what i'm saying it's like a beautiful product you know and it's like there's nice packaging right but then there is just a like stunningly beautiful product. And, and I think that's something uh, that you should be very proud of. It, it really does like m- make you feel like the float by looking at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but nobody knows what the float is, but hit me with your, your first question. Cause I, I, I it's going to lead me back to the float. I'm sure of it. For a business where right now we're a direct consumer business, but we know in the CPG world, like the battle is won in retail and in just talking about packaging for a second, there's a level of like ease of figuring, like the consumer needs to know who you are in a second, right? And there's a balance of that plus this beautiful design piece of art packaging that Signy's created. Is there a balance in your opinion of, you know, maybe making the call outs or the logo different sizes or, you know, creating the different scale of where certain pieces of it is on the front that keeps the integrity of the beautiful packaging but still gives it the the ability to su- succeed in retail? Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it's the, you know how hard direct-to-consumer is, right? Because now it's like, you know, it's like trying to do paid ads, trying to break through the chaos of paid ads, especially in, in products that are traditionally more grab-and-go in the sense of, of where this would sit, right? And... So now they're going to discover your product at retail, right? And so for us, we we always look at like the the capture, uh, compel, convert, right? Like what's the first thing that's going to get them in to like pick it up and then read it to be compelled and be like, okay, I, I want this, right? So I think when when you think about and it's it's the most problematic for super clean, beautiful design. It is the absolutely most problematic because I yeah. it don't, every word on there matters. You know what I mean? Like every call out, every, every bit of the logo it's in. So to me, you know, even when we're designing brands and making brand names, you know, like we, we, you know, we, we, when we know that, that it's going to be the case pig out, right. Even, even making the brand pig out, was like all about like oh what's this oh pig and pigless pork, pork rind like oh it's it's non GMO and vegan and plant based you know whatever it's like even when we looked at you know attacking the nootropic and adaptogen food space 
it was like, like mind, right. Right. Like, okay. It's culturally relevant word. It's, it's like it, it like, you know, it's part of like, uh, the ethos of like, you gotta be mind right before you do just about anything. It's already exists. So it's like, oh, it's, it already has sort of the capture side of it. Uh, when we think about how that plays now to me, you got to make a decision on why that consumer is going to buy it. Right. And non-alcoholic, like, it, I don't know if that's, that's specifically it, right? And I'm not saying you don't, don't take it on there, but is it the, the most powerful side of it or is the float and the actual functional ingredients the actual most valuable side of it, right? And to me, experience the float like and then it's like oh what's the float then you turn it around and be like went like together the feeling they've often described it uh, you know it's like it's like I, i'm not you know it's a lot of words and it's it's tough to fit on that beautiful design but i think you've got to think of what's going to like have someone look at it and want to understand more of what it is you know beyond just the beautiful look of it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, I'd be curious to like where you guys are leaning on what you think that you should have on there right now. Well, I mean, just to, just to comment, you're completely dead on with the float being this curiosity inducing thing. That is definitely the thing. Like our Facebook ads, the one that is performing by far and away the best is the one that really calls out the float mm -hmm. that kind of creates that curiosity. And I think we have been racking our heads on how do we get that on the can? How do we get that so that we don't um, jeopardize, you know, the beautiful design that Signe's put together, but also have that curiosity inducing kind of moment. Um, yeah, and but listen to me, uh, listen to me. You hear me saying it left field. I had to search to find it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to go deep. Like, you know, I, I, I got the product, you know, I tasted the product. I had to go deep into the website. I, okay. Then I went into the ingredients and then like, Oh, bam. But when it hit me, boy, I was like, bam, this is it. You guys do have it in here. Cause I'm trying to think of like, like, how are you describing what this thing is delivering on, you know? And then when I think about like having like float events, and, and like, you just take float, you just overfloat everything. It's like float Fridays, like everybody's leaving work early. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just, you just layer and layer and layer and layer into like every last thing. Like we're at the club tonight floating. Like it is, I mean, you see the potential of that, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and to me, what I also like about it is it's like, it's becomes this like, irresistibly shareable sort of talk. Like I want to talk about it. what does it mean to float? You know what I mean? And then when you do your influencer, um, like campaigns and work, you, you don't have them be like, Hey, it's my, it's how you, it's my, I'm feeling amazing. Like it's like floating through, through Saturday. Like got to see the, you know, going to have to spend the day with my parents, but I'm going to be floating the whole way through. Right. Like, it's just, I mean, look, I, I'm, I, I'm just on the fly. I'm, I'm every single one is making more and more sense to me right now. But look, hey, hey, look, I really think figuring out a way to, think of how that becomes the anchor and turns into the verb that turns into the thing that people share that then you pay people to do their version of that drives people to do their own user generated version of is, is where 
Like you really can get people hooked into the experience and um, being a part of doing something together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like float clubs, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm in it right now. I'm in it. I've never been more, I've never been more inspired. There's so many layers of floating. It's so, so much more than even when I initially like was like, oh, floating's where it's at. But now as, as we're actually doing this, talking it out, it's so, it's even bigger than I even realized. So yeah. yeah, I you 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 feel the energy of its potential, like when I just start kind of laying it out there, and I, and I just think for you guys, it's leaning into something that's more defined to the functionality, uh, that's more clear, that has that potential is is worth worth going for, especially since you already have created it, you know. Yeah, well, Rob, that kind of like connects into one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, around, you know, you're talking about all of these different activations and moments that could be around the flow, right? And you were talking about, um, I think on a previous podcast with the founder of Luso Cloud, uh, John Buscemi, about how you guys went so big in the early stages of DC. And I think that that's something that frankly terrifies us as early stage founders. We want to be so conscious with all of our business decisions and being, you know, not frugal, but like intelligent with, with spend. Yeah. But how do you, when someone who clearly like just thinks so big, how do you reconcile that with where to put the money in and go big on these brand building events? And where do you say like, okay, let's be smart and, and like uh, a little bit more tight with our budgets, I guess, because that's something that we're dealing with. Yeah. And look, and the problem is, is you, you, you're in one of the most capital intensive, toughest, sort of economic businesses, right? Where it's like, hey, we haven't created, we're not a we're we don't have a growth mindset, but we need the capital. But if we keep getting cap, we're gonna get diluted so deeply, right? And then it's like, okay, where do we want to spend to grow? But the problem with even if you knew for sure you could spend it on ads and you would grow, you would do it. But the problem yeah. is like, oh, you get a little bit of headway, then you spend more and it doesn't work. It's like, okay, all right, all right, what do we what do we do in in and to me, it's like, that's, it's the, man, it, you're, it's Chinese handcuffs almost, right? Because like, you're unsure of where to do it. And every time you take, take a, a test at like where to do it, then it, it doesn't work. Then it's like, okay, let's go back to this. Like, it, especially in this type of product, I think it's extraordinarily difficult to manage, but I do think it is winning with a retailer like would be where you would find a much more clear sustainable path right like in in the in in the sense and I, and I don't know for sure what that retailer is I don't know if that's potentially even like a restaurant chain or bars you know I'm not sure what the exact distribution is but I do think it is looking if you tie to that single message and figuring out a way to do it in a very cost effective way and that it it can scale to a more expensive way if if you finally create the path to the revenue and are willing to raise the capital or have the story enough to raise the capital to then spend against it but i but i think that's the most difficult side of this stage of a business is when like ah like you know like you you can see all these things you want to try but should you try it and then it's like like you know, still dabbling. And look, I do it over and over and over and I still go through it. 
You know what I mean? It's like I, the, the difference is, is we capitalize these businesses like pretty heavily from the beginning to make sure they got a long runway to figure all of this out and test a ton of things. And boy, there ain't nothing more frustrating than when you got the capital and you're testing anything but loose and none of them are hitting. You know what I mean? And you just keep, keep like, uh, uh, uh. it's like, man, it's like, and it's, it's sort of the nature of the beast. But I'm, I'm, I do think that it is continuing to evolve the messaging and, and who your product is targeted at and getting clearer and clearer on those connecting. Then, then you begin to see like, like revenue progress. That's where then you look to spend into what you've discovered that's actually working is, is really where we try to hunt when we're in the no man's land. But boy, when it goes, when you're deep into the first year and you're still not entirely sure you're sad. You're sad. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and look, I, you know, I, you know, I've also seen, you know, I, I'm, you know, in, invested in a, in a, in a business called Beatbox, which is a, an alcoholic beverage yeah. that's wine. Um, it was uh, orange wine initially. Now they do it a different way, but you know, these really amazing flavor, we, you know, helped them eventually evolve in the world's tastiest, uh, party punch. Right. But, they fought through like all of that and distribution, all this for literally like 10 years. And then like they pivoted into a single serve and a different form of distribution through beer networks and exploded overnight. Right. But it was a 10 year process of raising money and being on the edge the whole way through and try till it finally happened. But what you can't do is keep doing the same thing over and over and over as your money dwindles and trying like and not making any major change to your positioning to your product or how you're selling it or who you selling it to if you just keep riding out uh all the way to the end i i just think that's the the i've also seen happen on our side where i've I, you know i've had the, some of the realest straight talk ever with ceo saying it is if you keep doing this it will never work you're right you're right right and then not do anything and it just basically fade to nothing you know what i mean because when you love your product what you named it how you've gone through it you kind of it's it's you believe in it and it's hard to like make any dramatic change to try to find that com customer and still feel true to your original idea. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to grapple with that depending on, on the stage. You know what I'm saying? You feel me though. You feel me. It's like, it's like you have a really, you have a, it's like you have a camera in the top of our co-working space. Like seeing what we go through on a daily basis. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to hear and, Something I, I think we've been really good about, you know, and you would even know this since our early days was uh -huh. having that three foot like execution mindset of like, okay, what do we need to do? But also trying to have that 30,000 foot and not be so attached to everything that we currently have that's in HIO mm -hmm. if it's not working, right? If the consumer's like, hey, you keep pushing this flavor on me and we don't like this flavor, okay, we'll discontinue it. Or like, we didn't like your name. So we changed it from, from Willow, as you used to know, to, to HIO today. So, Hopefully we can, you know, I appreciate the reminder to just kind of keep, keep that 30,000 foot view. Right. And, and we're only eight months old yeah. um, and just continue to figure out what's going to work best for the white space that we're trying to play in. Yeah, and no I think it's, it's part of learning for us too. We've really seen 
just in the first eight months of what we thought the drink was going to be, who we thought was going to be receptive to it, and then who actually ended up connecting most with it. And we're trying to like really, I think, listen and lean into like the community feedback, the customer feedback. And we, we respond to them. Like when people write in, it's one of us three on the other end, taking, taking their feedback. And I think we've done a really good job at continuing to evolve, looking at our formula, making sure it delivers, you know, looking at our packaging, like you're saying, looking at the wording and making sure that's what's connecting and resonating with, with those people the most. And we're always down to, to continue to change, I think. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, you know, I'm, you know, I had to go through a big outstanding foods rebrand. Right. And, and man, it was painful. You know, it was painful because it was like it, because the company had scaled from the pig out brand into creating a puff and then a cheese ball and then making a cookie and an egg, doing all these innovative products the in, the initial design and and pig out and bay the pig and this entire like vision to create it like had to be sacrificed you know and and the look and feel that i was so proud of had had to be completely redone and you know i was so emotionally attached to it it's like i even kind of i was kind of kicking and screaming on like oh that's it built the company was built off this you know and now like with it getting ready to launch it's like god i'm like oh this feels so much bigger and like it's already like you know our dairy free cheese balls already like you know going getting the most like sort of you know, massive feedback from retailers of any product we've ever even created and wouldn't, it would have been, wouldn't have been possible without completely rethinking the brand, you know what I mean? So only saying that from personally going through it and I know how, what it's like to kind of be in, in the different stages because I do so many different ones because it's always amazing when you see the design of the packaging and everyone's like, Oh, this is incredible. And then like you taste that you got the final product. This tastes amazing. Like, Oh, it's, we should describe it as the float. That's it. It's the flow. Like let's launch it. <laughs> and then it's like, you launch it and then it's like, okay. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, who's all right. Where's this in, in Okay. Now, Oh, what part do they don't like? Do they don't, Oh, they didn't like that. Like we all thought that was amazing. It's, it's a man, it's a dark sort of world of discovery of where the excitement dies real quick. in that, that first eight month, period as you were looking for the the proper direction to go in you know what i mean so i i certainly uh have have lived it over and over and look look i want i want you to hit me with the life question since it's so prudent to your business yeah i think our our life question that we had for you and this is based off of of what we're kind of all about hio if you don't know it stands for happy in your own so um, encouraging that mindset of people being comfortable in their own skin, you know, enjoying, enjoying life for all that it is. What, in your opinion, makes you happiest in your own? Yeah. And I love that. And that's, that's like, I, I love it in concept. And I, and I think, I think it's also, you know, what makes me happy in my own happy in your own Rob. Hi, yo. Uh, it is, you know, my commitment to, to mastering myself and my reality and my world and, and seeking a high quality of life over everything, you know what I mean? And, and, and that is, you know, almost like, you know, positioning your existence and getting, 
letting your your main motivation being how can you live the happiest, healthiest, highest balanced, highest quality of life is is something that's sort of difficult to grow into, but I'm very proud of of making the commitment and then and then getting to a level to be able to share a lot of the the things that I learned and evolved into to to try to get there. But that's that's also why I connect with with sharing that messaging uh, with your consumers and, and and letting people do testimonies about testimonials about that and, and connecting uh, with it. You know what I mean? Like like, you know, start floating a little bit. And, and tell us a little bit what, what makes you happy in your own, right? Like connect them together and let those, let those be your heroes and go, go build that tribe uh, that, that's much more connected to, to the brand vision, who you guys are, and ultimately the experience of the product, you know? So look, it was great to connect with you guys, man. I'm really, uh, really glad that we were able to make it happen. And I, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, sooner than later. Are you guys going to be at, at UCLA th- this week? We're going to see you sooner than you think. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, great. We'll see you tomorrow. That's what I, that's what I figured. All right, well, look, it was an absolute pleasure, and, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Wish you guys the best. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Rob. We really appreciate it. Jose Barrera and Laurel Scott, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you guys? Good, man. We're good, man. Happy to be here. Yeah. Look, hey, I can't wait to you know, hear the vision that you have for your business, like, uh, very, very interesting to me. And I, I would love to, to hear you guys sort of explain it to the audience of exactly what you've created and, and what you hope to achieve with it. We're a studio. We, we make business education classes and we shot about 150 classes so far for global brands, uh, from entrepreneurship to finance, marketing, you name it. And, with that, we just evolved the business to where like now we're building an actual business school. So just on demand, streaming, everything you need, made for retail. So it's super affordable. And with that, it's so companies come to us because of the distribution network and because they need the content. So they use that content to, you know, acquire users, generate leads, push new product. We also have that distribution, that advantage that these companies distribute themselves. So now we're just scaling that component to make sure that, hey, in five years from now, if you have to go learn business, you go to Startup Starter, right? You've got a platform, it's already streaming, it's, you know, super user-friendly. And the key thing is to make it affordable, right? So designed for retail, because right now, if, you've, if you search business classes, you can either source through the internet on YouTube or go to a marketplace platform like Udemy and just try to hope someone is legit or you can find premium stuff that is going to be a thousand bucks per class, right? So it's just not user-friendly or affordable. Yeah. I mean, and really think about it, like where is the one place that I can go to learn business? If I think about starting a business, where can I go? Where can I send my sister to when it comes to starting a business? And there's no one centralized hub or brand that they can go to um, that I can say, go learn finance, go learn HR, go learn how to set it up legally. There's not one place. And with the way that we're approaching this, because like in a world where your attention span is so consumed in different places, how can we keep their attention? Right. So it's the way that we make it cinematic, but not only that, we make it affordable so that they can be able to be able to digest it, but also be able to afford it for them, for their family, for the next person. Right. Um, so we're just con- constantly growing, like how we approach the people who we're trying to reach. I mean, you could think of us as a B2B business, but we're also a, you know, 
direct to consumer business, right? We want to reach the consumer on a mainstream level so that we can give them the proper education so that, you know, if I'm looking to find out about one topic, I can not only find out about that one topic, but it's also going to steer me in the direction of the next topic that I need to leverage and leverage my business for. Hey, and and then tell me about the structure of the classes, right? Like, you know, cause I was trying to get in there and, you know, I was trying to get in there and like, you know, try to get some lessons, uh, uh, and I, and I, I couldn't quite figure, I couldn't quite navigate into committing to spending, which is terrible on my behalf. Uh, but uh, you know, it was beautiful website and how it all looks and feels like, so, you know, I'd be curious is just like, run me through sort of like, like the structure of how the class works and, and sort of like how long it is and, and what do they learn? Like, give me an example of that. Yeah, so you do the right thing. Look, right now we have, so we have a conference and the content online is for the last conference. So the classes, we actually pulled everything off. We're shooting now 58 classes in pre-production with one of the biggest brands in the world. Um, but it's, it's short. So we're shooting one tomorrow, actually. It's, if you think masterclass, right? There's one that I just watched by NAS. Um, there's just hype. It's a beat. It's in like a darker classroom, but we use like feng shui elements to make sure that when you come in, the instructor is the center, like focal point of everything. It's he's like dressed in a way that is subtle, but it's there's no distracting. Um, they're short, so they're straight to the point, broken down into seven to eight minute segments according to whatever it is. So the ones I can run into one that we're shooting now on entrepreneurship. So we have 52 course on entrepreneurship, starting with money and then going into okay, planning and the vision and the strategy of how to get that going. Uh, but yeah, just short, sweet. If you think masterclass is a good like way to see it, but there's actual education because masterclass is more like storytelling and it's great to go see James Cameron talk about what he does, but I don't really get anything out of it. Yeah. And, and when, so when does it like launch? Like when can people pay and have access to the actual classes? So with the partner that we're releasing content with now, they're going to premiere their series in June, July of this year. Mm -hmm. And that'll be continuously rolling on. Right? Right. So there is two two business models. There is the studio we're making all these classes, and we have a whole whole pipeline of companies that we're making classes for. So they pay us for this content. Yeah. And then yeah. scaling that to now having our own premium suite of classes. So that'll be our full product will be market next year, hopefully mid midsummer, if not late, when the conference takes place again. And that's how we'll launch it. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's creating the funnel, right? You're creating a funnel for the the companies that show interest, right? Because right now, if you think about when we think about accelerators, right, we they get to the meat and potatoes, but it's the in the way that they do it is it's you feel like you're going to school. I'm learning. I have to read this and I have to read that. But how can I learn quicker? And on my own time, sit on my couch and actually learn something that is not only entertaining, but it also, again, gets to the meat and potatoes of what I need to learn and not what I just, oh, I, I think I might need this. But no, like you need this and we're going to show you how it's done um, so that you can be able to move the needle. In it. Yeah. And look, I, I think it's, you know, it, you know, when I when I think about, you know, where I have my foundation and we do partnerships with a, a found a, a bunch of different sort of entrepreneur educational programs, Defy, Build, and who kind of, you know, 
take these sort of underrepresented groups and give them an opportunity to learn the entrepreneurial mindset. And they go through these great programs. And for us, we do essentially like a see it, believe it, do it competition where we, you know, have them create a video and and lay out the vision for their business and life and the plan they're going to do to achieve it. Then what, what uh, type of, uh, grit and determination that they're going to put in and action they're going to take to actually achieve it, then we give them non-diluted capital as sort of a prize, right? That's sort of what we're doing with right. the Do or Dire Foundation. But it's some sort of access to that ongoing, like where you can go back to it because sometimes it's not about like, like learning it the first time you watch it, but being able to go back and watch it again. And, you know, it may take a couple times for it to land in there. Oh, and especially having access to learn all these different parts of, of, uh, of what it takes to actually create a business, I think is, is super interesting to me and I think is needed for so many different people on so many different levels. Um, so I, I, you know, I really look forward to being able to like see it in action and really understand that, that sort of suite of products, you know, because I think it's, it's highly needed, especially I think you really do have the right point of view of like making it more of an experience and entertainment. So you soak it in more, it matters more, um, rather than it being more, you know, educational, clinical, like, you know, you got to pay this premium to get like read and make all these tests type of thing. Uh, super interesting to me. I really look forward to, to seeing uh, what it's evolved into. Hit me with your business question, man. So this one's key, dude. I've watched your career. I grew up skateboarding in Colombia, actually. When I came to the U.S., I was already skating. My first trucks were Orion trucks. Oh, wow. And man, amazing. Me, yeah. I mean, I watched you for the last, so. Yeah, yeah. You uh, weren't, yeah, you weren't yeah. skating? <laughs> no, I wasn't skating. I, but, you know, I watched for the last. Yeah. Uh, dude, I've always seen you just, like, leverage up, right? Do you have an opportunity? Okay, you're sponsored now. Do you have a, a platform and you're able to now just scale up businesses because you have different ideas and you have that hustle in you, right? And we're now at a point in time where this is happening. We started the year with with uh, with a fundraise and then out of nowhere, our pipeline of deals just got, we're like at $5 million right now of content that we have to generate. Yeah, And it's just happening super fast. And we have this conference happening this year. So my question is, when it comes to leverage and identifying those opportunities, what advice would you give us to say, hey, this is how you take the momentum to just move up and scale up faster? Yeah. And look, I, I, I think that you got to be careful because you don't want you don't want to take on the projects that take too much of your time. Right. Like, you know, it, it's the you want to figure out sort of how much time and energy versus cost and where that margin is. That's because it's it's. What you don't want to do is take on a really big deal that that may take the revenue to the next level, but basically strip out all your time and energy and end up in one big project. Now, it depends, of course, who that project is, but in order to scale, you also got to have your sort of systems and processes and 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 a, and sort of how you can scale thought out and in order and build out the plan of where do you want to go. You know, what is the end game, right? It's like the studio model is a little bit more difficult because it's like, it's creative services, right? It's eat what you kill type vibe where it's like, you got to get the next one to maintain that versus your own creative IP that you're now monetizing and selling and, and building over time 
and building a core consumer base, if you will, that's, that's using that content. It's kind of, it, it's the two different worlds. And, you know, we live in it where, where we built super jacket as a production company and built, you know, all this successful content and made a ton of money and sold the company, but it, it was still, that was a studio that was a, you know, creative services. You know what I mean? Like it was still, you had to keep making all those shows and be highly profitable versus like creating IP, like I did with street league where it's like, okay, I actually own all of the content, all of the media, and then I'm getting paid to be it to be distributed on different channels, right? So, you know, I, I think I think for 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 you, you gotta pick what that business model is, you know, and 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 I don't mind it being I don't I don't think it's the end of the world to be two different ways, right? And then you want them to serve each other. Right. Like you want to go and do a deal like you really want like to go do the big corporate deal that has a little bit of margin in it to be able to drive the consumers to the one that you own completely, that you own all the margin in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when you think about how you're building that for them, you keep the the, the deep meat and potatoes um, that can have people coming back and learning a lot more uh, as your own. And then you basically sell bigger sort of ideas that connect with that corporate way of thinking that in their messaging, that's basically going to send their ad spends and all the people they're going to spend to go get it to that. It's just going to bring awareness to your brand and send it right back to where you're going to monetize it. You know what I'm saying? That's everything we're doing. That's everything. And I can tell by the smiles, and I can see as he smiles. He's like, he gets it. He gets it. Hey, he ain't talking about it, man. He lives it. He ain't talking about it. He lives it. But hey, that. But but think about it. Like think about it in a simple way. I renegotiated all of my my deals with DC and Alien Workshop and all all the different brands and built Rogue Status and all these things before I got on MTV. Right. Because I knew like, OK, MTV's this platform. Yeah, they're going to pay me to be on it. But boy, I'm going to use this platform to drive the sales of all my products. What happens? Boom, it all explodes. Right. Then it's like, OK, I'm going to make another TV show. Only this time I'm yeah. going to call it Fantasy Factory and it's going to be about my businesses. Now I'm going to like integrate all of my brand deals into the actual concept of the show, which in turn, just again, using their platform, that big corporate, all they wanted it for the ad dollars that it produced for the network and the viewership. So they were willing to give me the rights to sell the inside of the show because they didn't care. And so I leveraged, they, they had a need and then I leveraged like their need and then created a business below it. Um, and, and Hey, if you're already thinking like that, you just keep thinking of how every one of those deals connects like that. And then you pick the deals that you can leverage the most into your most monetizable products. You know what I mean? Because that's really, and, and you gotta be smart about it and clear in the beginning so that you you're making strategic decisions based off of that rather than, than, you know, when, when the funnel loads up and it's like revenue, but it's not actually going to serve 
the the other stuff and the and that you're going to be able to monetize or not as well and take more time and energy it may not be worth it you know what i mean sure yeah but i love that i love that i'm excited i don't don't know i i love that we have to kind of talk in vague terms about like (laughs) about about what it is because i and i don't know i'm I'm like envisioning what it is in my head and 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 i keep visualizing this like uh, upside down pyramid it's it's a funnel right yeah and companies come to us for the funnel and it just happens to feed on itself the more brands we sign with their own distribution the bigger it gets and the more complete that it gets and at some point like you just can't escape it you know you have to work with us yeah and it's certain it really it serves each one of those pillars that we create right so even with it whether it's our conference whether it's a streaming service that's subscription-based or the distribution of these major brands or experts that come and speak it all falls into that funnel. Just like what you, you like, you said it perfectly the way that we already see it and the way that we're already going about it, the way that we strategize, the way that we look towards the future, the way that we look at five years from now or 10 years from now, right? How do we become that one brand, right? Like Amazon, you think of Amazon. And if I need something, if I need this mic that we're talking into, or if any of that, I can go to Amazon. So we want to be looked at as that brand then in, in 10 years that, oh, I need to go start a business. I'm going to go to startup starter. Yeah. Right? Everything. Yeah. It creates, it creates every piece. And as those building blocks continue, we now have the marketplace that serves you with the actual products of these companies, right? The, the deals, the perks, everything that you need in one place. And, but of course we're, we're starting here. We're a startup. We use this ourselves. Yeah. Right. And, and you mentioned That's one thing. Yeah. You mentioned one thing previously about access, right? You said access. And that's pretty much what we're creating, right? We're, we're, you know, I'm LGBTQ, I'm black, he's Latinx, right? And we're in a place where we had to figure it out for ourselves. We had to scour the internet. We had to search everywhere to get here. And how do we make it easier for not only us, people that look like us, the underrepresented, to get access, but also how do we gain and give access to the businesses that are solving for what they need, right? And so I think that's even where we go with how we see the vision for this brand and how we see the vision for this company and how can we serve people better by creating a way to serve the, the people that are helping them as well. Yeah. And, and I love that so much. Like I really do. And I, and I, and it's so needed, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, because think yeah. of how hard it was to figure out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's yeah, almost, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's almost unsearchable, right? Cause you just have to keep, yeah, tra- it, you have to spend amazing. all this time creating words. Okay. I'll try to search this and, yeah. and that's, and, and you're, you're piecing it all together. So yeah, I, I, man, I, I'm what I would like to do, and I'm just going to put it out there right now. When you guys get the the bottom of the funnel laid out with all the lessons and everything, like I would like to partner with you guys with my foundation so that I can take our capital and donate basically classes and subscriptions through our foundation so that people have access that wouldn't even be able to get the access. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's definitely something that I would love to do when, when that end of it gets going, because I, I can just, I already know from the beginning of the work that we've done of like, how, hey, okay, yeah, we're supporting existing programs, but how can we give a tool that 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 now after they're out of the program that they can continue to grow and evolve with and being able to to, you know, but even at a relatively cheap cost, you know, I, I, if I think it was like, you know, a couple hundred a year, you know, 15 or 20 a month or whatever it was like, 
it's still to to you know someone that has no money impossible right and so you know for me it's like the exact type of program it because it's man it's high impact for me right like i know if this this person proved themselves by getting into this program and going through it now let me uh, give you this subscription and pay for this through our foundation so you can continually learn ongoing. It's just something I would like to do when you guys get this stuff flowing. You know what I'm saying? You got me inspired. Yeah, yeah. No, here. And, and it's like getting on the front end, right? So even you you speak about because we're actually working with a major brand right now that focuses on like the the minority community and giving them the after tool. Like you've been through the program, here's the next tool, here's how you stay on top of what you've already learned. But it's also attacking it from the front end, right? Where if I if I want to get into this program, what do I need to do? And so here is what you need to learn to get into this program. Cool. I went through this program. Now here's what I need to take away to continue to build and scale from here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause really it's just about, you got to keep evolving and growing and learning. And if you don't have, uh, you know, obviously learning, learning by trial by fire is obviously like the, the realest way, right? Cause you, I mean, when you really, when you uh, actually build a company is where the lessons are very loud, you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. you can't skip over or read or get days out on a lesson in in the real, real side of business. You know what I mean? But it's still the more prepared you can be, the better odds you have of of navigating your success. So look, I, I absolutely uh, love it. Can't wait to see it continue to evolve. And look, man, I, I can you guys just hit me with each of your life visions, man? I, like I, I, you know, I've got a little bit of insight, but just just hit me with it, man. I'd I'd love to hear it, man. I grew up in Colombia in the 90s, right? Like straight up Pablo Escobar and cartels. And as a kid, I just feel like, yo, this is just not okay. And I have a gift for problem solving. I was in the military fixing jets. I was in spec ops for years. And like, it just comes naturally easy for me. I, I follow the path of this resistance with everything. And I'm also neutral. So like long-term, I would love to go back to Colombia and actually just be president to like, just give back to the people and do it from a place of like, not because I'm rich or want to get rich, but because I want to give back. I'm like, yo, like, let's just fix it up. Like, I know there's two different sides to see in the country. I want to be in the middle and be on both sides to make it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's look, I know you skipped by, but I love the vision of like, I'm going to be president and get to the middle. I mean, I but I love it. I, I think it's, I just love it more from like, even finding the success and heading over there and going on the journey by think how much mm -hmm. impact you would make by just being on the journey when you get there, you know, and, <laughs> and that's the, the, the other side of it that I think is, is, is super special, you know? Does that mean I get to be vice president? Uh, I mean, are, I, maybe you have to uh, get the, <laughs> uh, the citizenship. Hit me with the life question too, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, my, my vision for life, like I've always thought about like, how can I leave a legacy behind? You know, like I have a killer personality. People are going to mirror me for my smiles. Right. <laughs> but like, what can they remember me by in terms of how I've created impact? And I, where I find like the crossroad of that is how can I put out things and products? Right. Cause like we have other ideas, right. Other cool companies and things that we've thought about, but like, how can I create solutions that help people with the things that I've struggled with? Right. I didn't, I didn't, I moved to LA. I think Working with him, I've learned way more about venture or raising capital than anything. Like before that, like I was a kid that went through a family of divorce and, you know, going to, I also went to an HBCU and I learned certain things there, but how can I really like help people who 
need to learn about credit or things that I've actually struggled with. And I think business is one of those places that I've had to learn, I've had to do, and we've had to create this for ourselves. So like now I can be able to put out a, uh, put out a way for other people to like learn it easier for me. And that legacy is, oh, wow, like Laurel did this. You know, and he helped these this, this many people. Yeah, and and I love that man, and I and I love it because you you already are aligned with that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you you yeah. really because it, it's it's like even the, the beauty of the platform is that it, you can you can segment it and scale it into into different mm-hmm. sort of groups too. Like so, it's much more specific uh, to really help people and, and create an impact. You know, so. It, that is the beauty when like the, the life vision and the business vision fully integrate together. Yeah. Right. Cause then like, as it yeah. comes alive, you get this incredible energy and that energy is connected to the purpose. And then that purpose and energy connected creates the passion. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, yeah. ah, you love what you do and you love the impact and it's fulfilling like the, the yeah. bigger value of who you are on top of the day to day sort of fulfillment that you need to stay energized, you know? And, and again, it, it's really now all about making the business side of it work in order to, to, to fulfill everything that you got, you got set up, you know what I mean? And look, you got a life question in there too. Yeah, the question that like, you led right into it. You something? No, okay. You led right. You led right into the the question I was going to ask you is like when you think of the the Rob from twenty years ago, right, or the inner child Rob of like, oh, my passion is what I want to do as a kid, or where I, what I want to do in my twenties. Like, how do you stay on track doing the things that you want to do that make you actually happy, right, and and fulfilled in like your own purpose and where you're going in your life? Yeah, and look, and I, I, you know, I've always. You know, I always say where I, I, I chased energy, but then I, as I understood, that's what I was doing of like, of searching for what gives me energy. Then I started to like, also be super aware of what takes energy from me. Right. So, so now it, it became sort of this mission of like really beginning to always be self-evaluating and, and understanding and being hyper aware of when something's giving and taking and, and, and a lot of times like it would be like energy would be pulled from me because I didn't understand it. Right. So, and I would know like if I learned it, then it would give me energy and it would be exciting. Right. Or there's just some things like I am not going to learn. I just really don't like to do. It's just, and I have to stay away from those. Right. And and then I always looked at my life multidimensionally, right. Of all aspects. I'd never looked at it as 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 I grew here and was designing it, I never looked at it separately of like, oh, this is what I'll do for business, what I life. I just, I looked at it all as one experience and then how do I optimize it for energy? And then that just got refined over time, um, which naturally leads you to having fun, being fulfilled, having like having energy, like having purpose, having passion, like in, in what I like to say is everybody's singular definition of success is just a high quality of life, you know, and, and you, you grow into that over time. Um, but, but definitely like, you know, you know, if, if you're getting pulled, you get old real quick when everything's just sucking all your energy away. You know what I'm saying? You just go from thing to thing to thing that just draws from you. Then you go disappear on the couch and get lost in Netflix just to like pop back out and go from thing to thing to thing. So, 
Uh, certainly hunting energy is, is, is what you got to do. And look, Hey, it was a pleasure to connect with you guys, man. I, I, once, once you get it, once you get it cooking again, I want to connect with you guys and, and and really have you guys, you know, be a part of like, or or at least allow me to use, use, uh, my capital to, to use some of our beneficiaries to get, get support with your program. Cause I think a ton of them would really, really be helpful for them. Love to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Our thoughts exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks for man. Such a pleasure to speak yeah. to you. All right, yeah. All right, look forward to seeing you guys evolve, man. Wish you the best. Yeah, thanks, man. Bro. Thanks, thanks, Rob. All right, be good. All right, that's it for our show today. Thank you again to everybody uh, for for listening and playing a part in all things Deer Deck Machine, whether that's supporting our do or die partners and and buying our products listening to the show, interacting with us on social media, every single one of you. Appreciate you so much. Uh, as always, you want to, uh, you know, really support us. Hit us with those likes and subscribes, comments, star us, give it to us all. Go to DeerDeckMachine.com if you want to really get involved, be on the show, pitch us an idea, or become a machinist. Uh, we appreciate all of you forever and always. And we know that every single one of you is the visionary you. We know that you you got your own vision. We know that you're listening to this show, developing a plan. And we know you got the heart to execute it because you're just like us. Until next time, see it, believe it, do it. <laughs>